Yo, Herb, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready to rock y'all? news for you. Um, I have released the summer um, line for Black Sauce brand. I have some protection spray, uh, eloquently named Butch Be Gone spray, where I have comprised um, blessed herbs. I have some hematite uh, stones um, for extra protection, and it's a beautiful frankincense um, natural oil, and it is being charged under the new moon. So head over to my store, www.blacksaucebrand.com to check out that spray. I have a feeling myself um, elixir, which is a love drawing elixir. I have a cream, cashews, everything around me. It is a money drawing and a prosperity drawing elixir. I have some scrubs over there for my ladies. I got one called, but I never said you was my man though, scrub. I have 40 shades of choke, meow. And I also have sundress best friends. So um, head over to blacksaucebrand.com to check out my new summer line. Um, it's dope. And make sure that you are subscribed to our mailing list where you get first dibs, coupons, location for my pop-ups. And all of those things, you can head over to www.blacksaucebrand.com and you scroll all the way down to the bottom or a pop-up will come up and you just put in your email address and voila, next. I don't need all your information, name, address, and all of that for you to be subscribed to our mailing list. And I do not sell my list to anyone, so you don't have to worry about um, Tom, Dick, and Harry emailing you to try to solicit you for some other shit on my dime. So, um, yes, head on over um, for my Instagram. My page is Black Sauce Brands. You can catch us over at Instagram at Black Sauce Brand. Um, tickets for uh, the Mending Space Los Angeles is also up. And that is Columbus Day weekend. I want to say October 11th through the 14th. So you can head over to www.atribecalledsis.com and secure your deposit. We will be being our magical selves um, that weekend. Candle work. We're going to learn about altar building, rituals. We're going to do, I think that's a new moon, I want to say. A new moon or full moon, one of those. We're going to have either whatever moon it is, we're going to have a ritual. Please forgive me. I should have um, written that down so I can give you all a concise um roundup for what 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 will be transpiring which moon ritual um but it's been like a crazy weekend for me but it's going to be great if you want to head over to a tribe called sis on instagram the sisterhood page 
I will be posting and I have posted pictures from the sold out Miami event and it was just so beautiful. It was so loved. Just to give you an idea about um, what it is that we do, um, I'm just really, 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 really um, invested in sisters relearning their magic and relearning the ways of the beautiful women before us. So I just love creating spaces where, you know, you don't have to be the strong, you know, black woman black woman or whatever I just want you to be you I want to create a space where you can like lay down whatever it is that is bothering you lay down whatever it is that you've been dealing with and you don't always have to be strong you know you don't always have to put on ears that everything's all right you know like let down your inhibitions let down your emotions and release and heal and let's build it back up and let's show how when we are confronted with bullshit, how when we are confronted with crazy shit, how we can use our magic to to, 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 to set the shit off. So again, that is a tribe called Sis. It's called The Mending Space. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook and that's at a tribe called Sis. And the website for you to secure your deposit is www.atribecalledsis.com. And you can just put down, I believe the deposit is 111, I want to say, um, just to secure your slot. And it's slated for Columbus Day weekend, which is in October, right? So I am hoping that everyone has had been a beautiful week. I'm hoping that everyone has had them a beautiful day. Thank you all who have tuned in to last week's episode where I discussed Mercury Retrograde, which starts promptly on July 7th and um, also how to deal with anxiety so we are currently presently in Pluto retrograde and we is just going through the motherfucking going through I'm telling you we are going through it and I get it I understand um it wasn't until I started really opening my spiritual door and understanding what each retrograde represented and what each retrograde um, wants us to go back and revisit where I started to learn, okay, so this is how I'm going to maneuver. Okay. So it doesn't have to kick my ass if I roll up my sleeves and do the work, because at the end of the day, the transformation is for me. I'm not going through this shit for nobody else. This is my fight or my walk with myself. So I always encourage people to seek out a spiritual advisor, to seek out a tarot reader, um, to help you maneuver through these things. And um, my reader is Miss Elite, and her Instagram is Miss Elite to you too. And that's M S E L I T E, the letter U as in unicorn, and the number two, the letter, hold on, Miss Elite two. Yeah, so Miss Elite at M S E L I T E, the number two, the letter U, and the number two. I got that right. Yeah, yeah. So hit her up. Um, book a session with her, like seriously. Um, these are not paid advertisements. Um, if you notice, I don't do like ads on my page because, or I do do ads on my page, but I don't do paid ads on my page unless I believe in what I'm saying. Like you don't even have to pay me. If I believe in what you are, are out here doing, if I have experienced it, I want to share it with everybody you know, and I'm not going to charge you for it. So um, I really want to make that clear. This is not a paid partnership. This ain't no flat belly tea promotions and 
P.O.P. holding it down shit like this is some real stuff. Um, if you have been following me for a long time, if you would notice the last 18 months of my existence, I have leveled up tremendously. And a lot of that has came from working with Elise, um, with her being able to be that 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 medium between the spiritual world and myself, you know, and help me connect. Where it's like now she's like, you don't need me anymore. You got it. And I'll be like, no, mama, don't go. And she's like, you don't need me. Like you, you can do it. So she gives you the tools. It's not a she wants you to be dependent on her. It's like, no, this is what you need to do. Bop, 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 bop. Do the work. And I'm here to help you do the work so you can do it on your own, so you can have that self-sufficiency. So again, hit her up on Instagram. Her Instagram page is Miss Elite to You Two, and that is M S E L, yeah, M S E L I T E. The number two, the letter U as in unicorn, and the number two. This is why I need to write this this stuff down. I used to plan out on my intros, so yeah, hit her up. You know, send her an email. You know, book your session with her and help her maneuver, or or let her help you uh, maneuver through these times because um we are about to have five planets in retrograde and we got an eclipse happening in a couple of days depending on where you are when you first listen to um this podcast this podcast drops on monday so yeah we 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 got some shit going on and we are in cancer season so we are really feeling it but it is time for our rebirth. It's time for our level up. And if you're serious about your level up, please hit her up. Hit hit up someone. You know, if you don't want to go through who I got, even though I'm telling y'all she the bomb.com. And if you go on any post where I have spoke about her, there is a plethora of clients who I've also directed to her, you know, or maybe we're mutual followers and they attest to her greatness too. So this isn't just me. So make sure you head over and hit her up. So um, I want to talk about today's topic. I wanted to do a podcast episode on dealing with difficult people. Um, It's inevitable, right? Especially, you know, if we we have a workplace. Um, And even when we do entrepreneurship, like one thing that I don't like about... (laughs) When people be like talking about entrepreneurship, especially when they use it as a means to shit on people who have nine to fives, is like, oh, everything is just peachy fucking keen. And it's not. You still got to deal with difficult ass fucking people. You don't have anything else to like really fall back on because this shit has to work. Like I have to figure out how to get from point A to point B because I don't have a boss to talk to to complain or I don't have a you know what, I'll pass this buck. Can't somebody else deal with this shit because I'm not fucking with this client or this customer or whatever. Like, you have to figure out how to make this work, how to get over this barrier with a person who may have you fucked up. or Maybe you got them fucked up. I don't know. You know, and try to fix that and figure that out. So, um, yes, definitely. I wanted to talk about dealing with difficult people because we deal with them all over the place. Work, um, family, friends. Um, people on the fucking metro, you know, on the, on the morning commute, um, people at the grocery store. Um, I don't know people where you go pay your bills, where you go pay your mortgage, whoever difficult people are all around us, your professor, you know, um, if, if you're in college or 
or continuing education, any type of level of continuing education, just everywhere. Difficult people are everywhere. <laughs> my my dissertation chair is being so difficult right now. And I'm just like, can you just please accept my fucking edits and leave me the fuck alone? So we deal with difficult people all around. And um, I think one of my greatest suits about myself is with me, um, being a Virgo, you know, I'm always going to talk about being a Virgo every episode, team Virgo, I don't care, get with it or get lost, um, is people always try to say how we we don't have emotions and how we check out of our emotions. And like I've always said, we do have emotions, but we do not think in our emotions. Some people where they're hard on the sleeve, you know, they, they make emotional um, decisions. We think and we make decisions based on our logic and based on how we analyze shit. So I've never made a fucking rash, a rash fucking emotional decision. No, I sit back. You know, a lot of people say we shut down. No, we're not shutting down. We're just kind of taking a step back to like think about, okay, I'm, I'm presented with a difficult situation or I'm presented with a problem. Let me think my way out of this. You know, so um, I understand dealing with difficult people can be crazy because I deal with them, but I don't ever let them get the best of me when it comes to my money, when it comes to my business and when it comes to my peace of mind. And I want everybody to be, you know, the same, like, don't let difficult people just rain on your fucking parade. And my mom has a saying. You have to get clear and you have to be okay with dealing with fucked up people, you know, because you're going to meet that same person in different bodies as you mature in life. The faces change, but the name stays the same. My mom has been telling me that since I can fucking remember, especially in school, having fucked up teachers, teachers with attitudes and teachers with, oh, just, you know, whatever. Well, you know, Nicole, you're going to have to figure out how you're going to deal with that because that's not going to be the only difficult teacher that you run into when I began working that's not going to be um the only difficult supervisor you're going to have you know or that's not going to be the only difficult whatever insert the blank that you're going to come in contact with so you can just be like fuck them and shut down you know whatever and whatever or you can start building up your stamina when it comes to dealing with a person like this. So when you meet them again in another body, it's like, oh, this ain't my first fucking rodeo. And that's why I bitch be so fucking unbothered now. So um, I wanted to talk about this, right? So without further ado, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Okay, so again, difficult people like they all around us, right? We can't um, get away from them. And some of y'all listening, y'all might even be the difficult people. I don't know. But I don't ever want you to walk away from something, abandon an idea, abandon a venture, abandon anything because of a mere mortal, because of another person who who, who breathes, um, hurts, bleeds, all of that just like you. No, we don't got time for that. We not sidetracking and derailing our destiny for other people. Mm -mm, I'm not going to allow you to do that. No. So what we need to do is we need to build up our tolerance with how we deal with them. We have to learn not to let them 
um, take us there, not to feed into their bullshit. Because I'm going to tell you something, and a lot of you may know this about energy. Energy don't do shit but transfer, you know? So they come to you with their difficult, insane shit, and now you feel some type of fucking way. And now it's all up in you, and you bottled up with the stuff. You know what I mean? And you may then take it and give it to somebody else. Now somebody else is listening to this podcast about how to deal with your fucking raggedy ass. So that's what we're not going to do. We're going to learn how to nip shit in the fucking bud, not take it there with the person, and get on with our lives so we can do what the hell we came here for. So, with that being said, um, let me say that difficult people, they defy logic. You know, some are just blissfully unaware of the negative impact that they have on those around them, and others seem to derive satisfaction from creating chaos and pushing other people's buttons. Yes. You 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 have an inkling that somebody just loves to get get to the bottom of you, that just loves to, you know, push your buttons, that just loves to make you stir in your fucking juices, you might be fucking right. You do have some people who honestly don't know that they are fucking assholes, that they are just difficult and don't nobody want to be around their raggedy asses. And then you got some people who will tell you, yes, I'm an asshole. Yes, I'm this. Yes, I'm that. And they find absolute sheer glee from making other people uncomfortable, from making other people just angry and upset, you know? And that says a lot about where the fuck they are in life, you know, and how they look at themselves. Because I don't give a fuck who you are, how much money you make, what you do, whatever. Don't nobody want to be around negativity. Don't nobody want to bring negativity. Don't nobody want to entertain bullshit or be the motherfucking clown doing the bullshit if they really about some real shit. If you are really vibrating on a high-ass motherfucking frequency, you don't have time for negativity because negativity, it just, it does something to our fucking spirit. You know, it's low fucking vibrational. I'm trying to tell you. You, you're not happy when you're, when you're, when you're vibing on a fucking low frequency. You're not. So I don't care what nobody says. Being a difficult-ass person, you already know they hurt. And you heard the saying that hurt people hurt people, right? So either way it goes, whether they don't know or whether they do know, they create unnecessary complexity, strife, and worst of all, stress. And I like to say the word stress, um, word up to my man Gucci Mane, who coined the term S-K-R-E-S-S, stress, because that's some real shit. And don't nobody got time to be dealing with no stress, particularly in the year of our Lord 2019. And particularly for this motherfucking summer, because I told y'all, y'all need to be out in these streets pumping a motherfucking hummer for the summer. And that reminds me, I forgot to do this plug. My Summer of Hoes bath potion, which sold, I sold 300 bottles of it in two weeks, sold out. Um, A lot of you all were complaining that you couldn't pack it in your whole bag. You couldn't, it wasn't TSA friendly, you know. So I made a two ounce bottle for you with droppers in it um for you to take um on in your in your whole bag to take in your overnight bag to take i mean your carry-on bag or whatever that's also on blackstarbrand.com all right back to the manuscript right back to the manuscript so studies have long shown that stress can have a lasting negative impact on our brains exposure to even a few days of stress compromises the effectiveness of neurons neurons, excuse me, in the hippocampus, 
an important brain area responsible for reasoning and memory. Weeks of stress can cause, excuse me, weeks of stress cause reversible damage to um, the small arms that brain cells use to communicate with each other. And months of stress can permanently destroy our neurons. Stress is a formidable threat to your success. When stress gets out of control, your brain and your performance suffers. Most sources of stress at work, they're easy to identify. So if you work for a nonprofit, right, and your nonprofit is working hard to land a grant that your organization needs to function, you're bound to feel stress and likely how you know you likely know how to manage it, right? It's the unexpected sources of stress that take you by surprise and harm you the most. So when we know that stress is coming. When we know that some shit's about to pop off, we know how to ready ourselves for it. We know how to kind of align ourselves and do what it is we need to do to put these defense mechanisms up for us to deal with it and soldier on. However, however, it be the unexpected shit that derails us. So you ever be dealing with something that may be like highly stressful. Maybe you have deadlines or something and you working through it. Okay, no problem. I know I have to do X, Y, and Z by so-and-so date and I'm soldiering through this. Bloop, 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 bloop. I'm working, I'm working. It, it, it It's stressful because I know I got this deadline, but I got it. You know, I'm pacing myself and I got it. And then you may get to that end point and then something may come up. Oh no, but we need you to do so-and-so. Or, oh, um, I know you're working on that, but I may need you to work on another project. Or I need you to add this in. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just start going frantic because your brain has not prepared you for this. You have not prepared your body and self for this. So it is the unexpected um, sources of stress that take you by surprise and it harms you the most. So recent research from the Department of Biological and Clinical Psychology at Frederick Schiller University in Germany, they found that exposure to stimuli that cause strong negative emotions, which is the same kind of exposure you get when dealing with difficult people, it caused subjects' brains to have a massive stress response. Whether it's negativity, cruelty, the victim syndrome, or just plain craziness, difficult people drive your brain into a stressed out state that should be avoided at all costs. I don't care if you know how to deal with them. I don't care if, you know, this is, you know, this ain't my first time dealing with her or with him or whatever. Try not to, you know, because this shit is some real shit, you know? So that's, that's, that's the first thing is to avoid it by all causes. But again, I understand that we can't avoid things by all costs. And remember, the bag is what's fucking important, right? We got to secure this bag. We got to secure this bag. So the ability to manage your emotions and remain calm under pressure has a direct link to your performance. So another research-based agency conducted research, and this, this agency is called Talent Smart, with more than a million people, and they found that 90% of top performers are skilled at managing their emotions in time of stress in order to remain calm and in control. That's dope. That's dope, because I just thought about me. You know, I was telling one of my girlfriends last week that I thrive the most in stress. 
when my stress levels are at the most, the, the, the highest, that's when I get shit done. Like when the world is just fucking falling apart, when chaos is just running rampant, that's when I kick out the best productivity. You know, I don't know what to do when shit is calm, you know, because like I'm always working. I'm always like thinking of new ideas, thinking, thinking, thinking. And she's always like, you know, Nick, you got to chill. You got it. And I'd be like, girl, I don't know how to chill because I'm always like in work mode. And, you know, she's like, oh, I would just be falling apart if I were you dealing with the shit that you deal with. And I'm like, no, because I thrive the most in fucking chaos when people are counting me out, when people are saying, oh, no, Nick is not going to so and so or, oh, no, Nick is not going to blah, blah, blah. No, I fucking do it. Um, I believe that. The weekend after my sister passed away is when I launched Black Sauce Podcast. You know, that was my first um, podcast before this one. Um, so, yeah. So this is, um, it kind of confirms this assertion from this research um, that people um, perform the best when they're at the highest um, level of stress and they know how to manage their emotions um, and remain calm and in control. So. One of their greatest gifts is the ability to neutralize difficult people. Top performers have well-honed coping strategies that they employ to keep difficult people at bay, right? So to deal with difficult people effectively, you need an approach that enables you across the board to, to control what you can and eliminate what you cannot. The important thing to remember is that you are in control of far more than you realize. I need you to remember that. I don't care if they're your boss. I don't care if they're your boss's boss, your boss's 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 boss, baby mama, baby mama's mama, baby mama's mama, whoever the fuck it is. You have everything that you need to control self, okay? And to remain in motherfucking, I don't want to say character, but remain into character of who you are, okay? So I want to talk about what smart people don't do. When it comes to difficult people, I'm gonna talk about what the shit we don't got time for, what we refuse to fucking entertain. Okay? Um, or not even what we don't do, the shit that we do. I think that's better because I don't wanna confuse you. So, what do smart people do when it comes to handling people who wanna stress them out, when it comes to handling people who are fucking difficult? So, the first thing is they set limits. Complainers and negative people are bad news because they wallow in their problems and fail to focus on solutions. You ever met somebody who got a fucking problem for every solution? Who 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 fucking wallows and loves and rolls around in their fucking problems like a happy fucking pig in mud? Hmm? They want people to join their pity party so they can feel better about themselves. People often feel pressure to listen to complainers because they don't want to come off as callous or rude. But there's a fine line between lending a sympathetic ear and getting sucked into their emotional negative spiral. You can avoid this only by setting limits and distancing yourself when necessary. Think of it this way. If the complainer was was smoking, would you sit there all afternoon inhaling the secondhand smoke? No, you wouldn't. You distance yourself, and you should do the same with complainers. A great way to set limits is to ask complainers how do they intend to fix the problem. They will either quiet down or redirect the conversation in a productive direction. 
So I always stop. So what are you going to do about this? Not what are we going to? And I don't even give my fucking opinion. Mm-mm. What are you going to do about it? Okay. I hear what you're saying. But what's your plan? That I, I ask everybody that from work to fucking friends. What's your plan? I always want to know what your plan is. What's the plan? Oh, okay. I hear what you're saying. Yes, it's horrible. Oh my God. That's just horrible news. But what's the plan? How are we going to pull ourselves from this? And I'm telling you, when you shine that mirror on them, you know, because you don't have to go through this shit. You don't have to continue taking this shit. So what you going to do, boo? Because I don't want to hear this shit. And if you don't even want to do that, I've gotten to a point, And I said this to one of the admins at my job last week. Your energy is very heavy right now. And I don't wish to anyone to have this. Or you're being very heavy. Or you, this is a lot for me. You know, I'm, I'm just going to remove myself. Let people know how their actions and their emotions are fucking affect you. Let them know that they being fucking heavy. Let them know that they coming at you with this bullshit and you don't got the time nor the fucking patience for it. Let them know. Shine that light on them. Put that mirror in their face. And I'm willing to bet you this. They're not going to come at you with that bullshit again because they know one or two things. One, you're going to challenge them into fixing the shit and you're not going to let them have this fucking pity party and you're not going to bring cake to their motherfucking pity party. Because that's one thing I tell you, I don't bring cake to pity parties. That's not me. That's not what I'm going to do. That's not what we're about to sit here and do. No, 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 no. And two, you're letting them know or you let them know how that heavy shit affects you. And people don't like to think of themselves as heavy especially complainers they want to think of themselves as the victim i'm the victim so when you say you being heavy when you turn their ass into an antagonist in your motherfucking energy space oh they 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 get they shut they shit together and they won't fucking come around come around two another thing that folk do when dealing with fucking difficult people they rise above difficult people drive you crazy because their behavior is so fucking irrational Make no mistake about it. Their behavior truly goes against reason. You'd be like, what the fuck? So why do you allow yourself to respond to them emotionally and get stuck in the mix? The more irrational and off base someone is, the easier it should be for you to remove yourself from their traps. Huh? Quit trying to beat them at their own game. Quit trying to motherfucking counsel them. That ain't your job, especially if you ain't gone to school for it. Let that, let, let that shit go. You know, um, distance yourself from them emotionally and approach your interactions like they're a science project or you're their shrink if you prefer the analogy. You don't have to respond to emotional chaos, only the facts. So that's another thing I do. Give me the facts. I don't want to know about the emotion. Like when my workers come to me with the case about, you know, clients that they deal with. I don't want to hear about the clients. I don't want to hear about the this. I don't want to hear about the that. Give me the facts. Give me the facts of the case. Okay? And then I am able to logically make the decisions as I should as a supervisor. Like, okay, boop, 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 this is what we're going to do. Yeah, I understand they crying. Yeah, yeah, I understand all of that. But these are the facts. And this is what we got to go with. So that is what you have to do as well. You know, rise above that shit. You don't have to deal with that difficulty. You look at the facts of the shit, or you look at the scientific fucking notions of it, if you want to look at it like a science project, and you get the fuck on. 
I'm not dealing with the crying. I'm not dealing with the hooting hollering. I'm not dealing with you raising your voice and all of this other emotional shit. Give me the cold hard facts so don't give me nothing at all. You know? And also let them know. Lower your voice. Don't talk around me like that. Hey, you being you being a little heavy. Hey, you know, all of this loud shit. I tell people in a second, I can't do this loud stuff. You know, I uh-uh, uh-uh. You have to be the one to kind of set that tone for y'all's conversation. If you allow people to come at you elevated, if you allow people to come at you hooping and hollering and all of that, not only are you teaching them that this is the right thing to do with how to approach you, but you might even find yourself meeting them at that level. Now you hooping and hollering. Now you fucking uh, cursing and, 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 and breathing hard and all of this stuff. Because again, energy transfer. So now you have picked up the same energy that they have brought to your space. Because one, you're welcoming it. And two, you're motherfucking entertaining it. And that's what you got to stop doing. All right? Next, stay aware of your emotions. Maintaining an emotional distance requires awareness. You cannot stop someone from pushing your buttons if you don't recognize when it's happening. Sometimes you'll find yourself in a situation where you'll need to regroup and choose the best way forward, and this is fine. And you shouldn't be afraid to buy yourself some time to do so. Think of it as this way. Think of it as this way. If a mentally unstable person approaches you on the street and he tells you that he is biggie motherfucking smalls, you are unlikely to set him straight. Okay, you biggie, because you see he fucking cray cray. Okay, you two park hell Mary. What do we have here now? Okay, I don't want to ride or die. All right? You, you're not going to fucking entertain it. Sure, okay, because you know they cray cray, right? When you find yourself with a coworker or whoever who was engaged in a similar derailed thinking, sometimes it's best to just smile and nod. Okay? If you're going to have to straighten them out, it's better to give yourself some time to plan the best way to go about it. And it's all right. If somebody has presented themselves to you in a difficult manner or a off-color manner and you don't know how to handle it, it is okay to excuse yourself. Hey, I need a second. Um, let me get back to you on that. Or you know what? Let me go use the restroom or let me go deal with this client or let me go deal with this customer or whatever it is you're doing or let me answer a few emails and let me get back with you. I am the queen of let me circle back with you on that. Oh, I am a circling motherfucker. I'm spun out over you. That's me all the time. Yeah, let me circle back with you on that. Mm -hmm. Let me go and so and so and so and I'll circle back. Do that. Buy yourself more time. You do not have to engage with everyone who wants to engage with you. And I mentioned that before on an earlier podcast, especially when I talk about when people call you and you feel obligated to pick up your phone just because it's fucking ringing. Just because you want to engage with me because you're calling me, that doesn't mean that I have to indulge you and engage with you. If I don't want to talk to you, I don't have to talk to you. That's what I got a fucking voicemail for. That's what I got these text messages for. You know, the same thing goes in this situation. You know, if they coming at you with the cray-cray stuff or they coming at you with the difficult stuff or that heavy-ass energy, you don't have to invite it in and engage it. You don't have to invite it in and pour it a fucking cup of tea or a cup of coffee or a cup of what the fuck ever. You choose to do that. You pick and choose what you put in your space, what you allow in your space, okay? And that brings me to my next, pro- my next point. 
smart folks who deal with difficult people, they know that they got to establish boundaries. And if you know A. Nicole, Nikki's thoughts, you know that my name is synonymous with the word motherfucking boundaries. I'm the boundary queen. I set boundaries against everybody to protect my peace. Boundaries are important for peace. I've never met a person. I've never met a peaceful person that did not have any boundaries ever, 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 ever. People think that setting boundaries means you're mean and you're nasty and you're an asshole. The most peaceful people I know, the most loving people I know, the most people who everybody would be like, they wouldn't harm a fly. They're just always just so full of life and everything. They got the best fucking boundaries. Boundaries ain't always, you got me fucked up and this is what you ain't going to do. Let me tell you what you ain't going to do. That's not always boundaries. Boundaries is simply letting a person know what they can and they and what they cannot do to be welcome in your space and to remain in your space. That's basically what it is, right? So this is the area where most people tend to sell themselves short. I don't know why y'all got a problem with setting boundaries. I don't know why y'all got a problem with advocating for yourself. Nobody is your best advocate for, but you. Nobody is your best advocate for you than you. You know, and, you know, folks, they feel like because they work or they live with someone, they have no way to control the chaos. And this couldn't be more further from the truth. Once you found your way to rise above a person, you'll begin to find their behavior more predictable and easier to understand. This will equip you to think rationally about when and where you have to put up with them and when you don't. For an example, if you work with someone closely on a project team, that doesn't mean you need to have the same level of one-on-one interaction with you, that you with them that you have with other team members. You can establish a boundary, but you'll have to do so consciously and proactively. If you let things happen naturally, you are bound to find yourself constantly embroiled in difficult conversations. If you set boundaries and decide when and where you'll engage a difficult person, you can control much of the chaos. The only trick is to stick to your guns and keep boundaries in place when the person tries to encroach upon them, which they will. So, for some reason, some folk think that, oh, boundaries is a fairy tale. I'm going to tell you what you can do and what you can't do. And the other person who's used to being a certain way, who has grown comfortable with being a certain way, especially when it comes to a negative value, is going to be like, you know what? You're right. I respect that. And I'm not going to do that anymore. You could not be more further than the truth, especially when it's been proven that most humans hate change. Okay? So not only do you have to set a boundary, but you have to enforce the boundary. This is what you ain't going to do, and this is what you can do. And let them know what's going to happen if they deviate from that plan. And stick with it. Don't let them disrespect that boundary. They're like children. You set a rule. You tell a child what they can and what they can't do. They're going to test you. Children test us. I don't know why they test us, you know. Maybe Kingston needs to do a fucking research on that. Um, But they're going to test you. And if they see you fold... You know it's lights, camera, action, not the fucking that. And your ass is going to be singing, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Because you're going to be mad that you allowed them to motherfucking back you up against the corner and not back yourself up against the wall, excuse me. And, and, and now 
shit is just back the way it used to be, if not worse, because you've shown them not only can they come and be difficult, but you can set a bullshit boundary and it don't mean shit. So now they really don't fucking respect you. So I'm telling y'all that boundary piece is some real fucking shit. That's some real shit. Next, smart folks, they don't die in the fight. Smart people know how important it is to live to fight another day, especially when your foe is a toxic ass individual. In conflict, unchecked emotion makes you dig your heels in and fight the kind of battle that can leave you severely damaged. When you read and respond to your emotions, you're able to choose your battles wisely and stand your ground when the time is right. Um, My sister says you don't have to show up to every argument you're invited to. And that's some real shit. Again, just because this person wants to engage with you, does not mean that you are obligated to engage with them, especially if you ain't fucking them, okay? You can look at some shit and be like, you know, um, I'm not doing that with you today. You know, I'll tell people in a second, that doesn't even warrant a response, and I'll walk off. You know, you don't even get the present of my presence, ho. You're not even going to get a motherfucking audience. Leave them where they stand, literally. You know, now if you need to go toe to toe with them another day, that's cool. You know, that's cool. But we're not going to do that shit today. And when you do it another day, whenever it is that you uh, pick to, to fight the fight, you are already equipped because you've built your tolerance up with them. Where you're not going to allow your emotions to sway you. You're not going to allow your emotions to do a negative outburst or some shit. You know, you're going to be better equipped to really fucking deal with them. You know, so stop thinking that you have to engage with these folks. Stop thinking that you, they, they, now they're trying to set it off. So, oh, let me tell you, this person got me fucked up. They had you fucked up at the door. You ain't got to tell them. You think they don't know? You know, they had you fucked up at the door. So it's, it's all right. You know, choose another day to fight the fight. Next, smart folks, they don't focus on problems, only the solution. I said that a few clicks up. Let's expand on it. Where you focus your attention determines your emotional state. Again, where you focus your attention determines your emotional state. (laughs) I feel like uh, Farrakhan when I said that. Listen, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. (laughs) Oh, why did they mute Farrakhan? When you fixate on the problems you're facing, You create and prolong negative emotions and stress. When you focus on actions to better yourself and your circumstances, you create a sense of personal, um, what's the word can I say? You create a sense of personal uh, boundary structure, right? That produces positive emotions and reduces stress. So you have to create this environment around yourself, you know, um, a personal environment. Like we're only worrying about uh, positive vibes and we're only worried about positivity because when it comes to toxic people, fixating on how crazy and difficult they are gives them the power over you. When you engage and entertain difficult, toxic-ass people, you have lost. I tell my son this all the time. When you allow other people to control your emotions, 
and your stature and how you move, you lose, you will lose every time. And I'm saying the same thing to you. Okay? Um, quit thinking about how troubling your difficult person is and focus instead on how you're going to go about handling them. This makes you more effective by putting you in control. And it will reduce the amount of stress you experience when interacting with them, right? We're not worried about the problem. We only worried about how we're going to get the fuck out. You know, stop listening to the problem. Stop listening to the negative shit. Stop listening to the difficult shit. Only how am I going to navigate my way away from dealing with this person so that they don't control me, so that they don't suck me into this. You know, you got to be light on your feet. Think about a boxer. Don't let them get you against them fucking ropes. Okay, don't let them get you in your motherfucking area that they always be guarding when they be fighting. I don't know much about boxing. I just know they be having the the hands up and shit and all of that real close to their body because they know you can't you can't enter this part. Because if I let you enter this, you know, you're going to fuck me up and my my motherfucking uh, walls are going to be down and I'm just going to be open for you to just rake me against the fucking coast. Don't let them put you against them ropes. Okay, only focus on the solution, you know, dance around that other shit. Don't worry about that other shit. Next, don't forget, emotionally intelligent people are so quick to forgive, but that doesn't mean that they forgive. Okay, again, emotionally intelligent people are quick to forgive, but that doesn't mean that they forgive. People say forgive and forget. I say forgive and remember. And a lot of folks say Virgos hold grudges. No, the fuck we don't. We just remember what the fuck you did and where the fuck you had us fucked up at. And you'll be hard pressed to find a Virgo where you didn't did some fucked up shit to them. The same fucked up shit to them twice. Why y'all think I only got one kid? Why y'all think I only been married once? That's a joke. Um, but yes. But, like, true story. I told my ex-husband, you only do this shit to me one time. That's it. One time. One time. That's it. I have learned my lesson. Now, am I open to having more children? Absolutely. But not with him. Right? Um, Yeah. Get away from that. Because I remembered everything. You know? I I remembered how I felt. I remembered, you know... um, just everything about my, my pregnancy, everything. And it was just like, nope, you will only, and I said this to him, you will only do this shit to me one time. And I would stay married, oh, what, four or five years after that? And we would, he would try to revisit the kid. And no, 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 no. I stuck to my fucking guns. Nope, you will only do that. I meant what I fucking said. So with that being said, that was an extreme, um, um, example, but fuck it, it's an example, and sometimes shit gets extreme, okay, but sometimes relationships get ill, no doubt, um, but yes, do not forget, forgiveness requires letting go of what's happened so that you can move on, it doesn't mean you'll give the wrongdoer another chance, again, again, oh, get the tambourines out, because I feel like I'm preaching in here, I'm sweating and everything, Forgiveness requires letting go of what's happened so you can move on. It doesn't mean you'll give a wrongdoer another chance. Smart people are unwilling to be bogged down unnecessarily by other people's mistakes. So they let 
them go quickly and are assertive in protecting themselves from future harm. You know, um, folk always tell me, you drop people in a second. You drop, drop, I surely will. I surely will. And I still got love for you, definitely. But I can't fuck with you no more because you've shown me you. I needed that. You've shown me what you are. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? You show me what you are competent of. Is that the word that I'm looking for? You show me what the fuck you can do. You show me that at an extreme, what you can do, especially in a situation that wasn't extreme. So if we are in a situation that's an extreme, ain't no telling what you do. So yes, I will snip snip in a second. No, because I have to protect my business. I have to protect my peace. I have to protect my brand. If we're talking about work, I have to protect not only my shit, my position, but also the departments that are underneath me, the the people who fall under underneath me. And I hate to say that. So my team, let me say that. I have to protect all of us. And if you have shown me what you're capable of, that's what I meant to say. You've shown me what you are capable of. And when people show you what the fuck they capable of, why the fuck y'all keep letting them, giving them opportunities to show you again and again and again? Why? You just learned the lesson for free. Well, not for free, but you just learned the lesson early. Some people, you you were just on an accelerated track. Some people, it take them years to figure out for that mask to fall off. But you didn't found out now, so why would you want to keep on, keep on when you can just cut the shit now? And I think that that's what fucks them up the most is because I wish them well. I, I don't hate you. I don't, whatever, I just can't fuck with you. You know, and if you want to talk about the story of me and you, I posted this. Please remember to tell the story, tell the part of the story where you had me fucked up at. If you want to tell our story, make sure you put that in because people don't like to put that shit in. They just like to tell the story of you being a big bad wolf. Mm-mm-mm. Read them the chapter. Read them the chapter about where you had me fucked up that made me do that. You know? So before I go off on a tangent, remember, don't forget. But let me get into my next joint. They squash negative self-talk. Smart people dealing with difficult folks, they small, they squash negative um, self-talk. Sometimes you absorb the negativity of other people. I told y'all that energy transfers. There's nothing wrong with feeling bad about how, how someone is treating you. But your self-talk, and that is the thought that you have about your feelings, they can either intensify the negativity or help you move past it. Negative self-talk is unrealistic, unnecessary, and self-defeating. It sends you into a downward emotional spiral that is difficult to pull you out of. You should avoid negative self-talk at all times. Stop yourself from negative thinking. Like, literally, in the middle, stop it. No, 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 we're not doing that. And that's one thing about us, Bergs. We live in our head. And sometimes we can't do negative self-talk. And sometimes I got to tell myself, mm-mm, Nick, we're not doing that. You know? We're not, I'm not, I'm not holding on to that energy. If you need to take you a spiritual bath, if you need to motherfucking write about that shit, if you need to spray the fucking uh, Florida water that's also available at blacksaucebrand.com, come get you some Florida water, sage, spiritual bath, all of that, shameless plug. But that's real stuff. I have that stuff and I provide that stuff in my store because I understand 
And if it's one thing about me, I understand energy and auras. And I got to keep my fucking energy right. I got to keep my aura right. So I do what I have to do to make sure that I'm cool. So not only I can deal and talk with y'all and give y'all all this love and everything, but so that I can stay sane. So leave the negative self-talk out. Next, smart folks who deal with difficult people, they get enough sleep. I've beaten this one to death. Y'all got to sleep. I talked about this in my burnout um, episode. I talked about this in other episodes. You know, the importance of sleep is fucking of utmost. You know, it increases your emotional intelligence and it manages your stress level. A lot of times it adds on to the stress because now you're cranky because you ain't got enough sleep. You're like a two-year-old. When you sleep, your brain literally recharges so that you wake up alert and clear-headed. Your self-control, attention, and memory are all reduced when you don't get enough or the right kind of sleep. Sleep deprivation raises stress hormone levels on its own, even without a stress oppressor. So imagine when you deprived of sleep and now you're dealing with the stressful shit, you know, especially stressful shit that ain't got nothing to do with you. Oh my God. Okay. A good night's sleep makes you more positive, creative, and proactive in your approach to toxic people. And it gives you the perspective you need to deal effectively with them. So take y'all asses to sleep. Put them motherfucking phones down. Don't be watching no motherfucking BET or whatever the fuck it is y'all watching. Uh, uh, HLN ID channel, because I know a lot of my folks, we watch that. I be telling my mama, my mom can watch ID all fucking night. And then that's another thing, what you watch. That's why I don't watch TV. It's what you watch. Read a book and then go to sleep. You should not be doing anything that has stimuli in it at least an hour before you go to sleep. No TV before you go to sleep. Put that fucking phone down an hour before you go to sleep. Chill. Listen to you some chime music. Meditate. Or just lay in bed. Take you a bath. Do something that's going to de-escalate the shit that you've been going through all day. Okay, last but not fucking least, smart folks dealing with uh, difficult people, um, they lean on their support system. It's tempting yet entirely ineffective to attempt tackling everything by yourself. You cannot do everything by yourself. You can't. To deal with toxic people, you need to recognize the weaknesses in your approach to them. This means tapping into your support system to gain perspective on a challenging person. Maybe your friends can tell you how to handle them because they're on the outside looking in, you know? Um, everyone has someone at work and or outside work who is on their team rooting for them and ready to help them get the best from a difficult situation. Identify these individuals in your life and make an effort to seek their insight and assistance when you need it. Something as simple as explaining the situation can lead to a new perspective, something that you hadn't even thought of because you in the bush and you're not standing outside the bush watching it. You know, um, most of the time, other people can see a solution that you can't because they're not as emotionally invested in the situation, especially if you are an emotional person. Everybody need a Virgo on their team. Everybody need us, you know, because we gonna look at the facts. And we solutions-based. We're not going to sit here and, and, and help you eat this, this cake at this pity party. We solutions-based, right? So let's conclude and bring this shit together. Before you get this system to work brilliantly, you're going to have to pass some tests. 
you're gonna you're gonna have some hiccups you're gonna fall i don't expect y'all to go out there and just tackle difficult people effortlessly no it's a process as most things are and what i always say you got to respect the process most of the time you will find yourself tested by touchy interactions with problem people they're not going to go anywhere like i said the faces change but the name stays the same well not like i said like my mama said because you know i give credit where it's due um thankfully um the plasticity of the brain allows it to mold and change as you practice new behaviors even when you fail Implementing these healthy stress relieving techniques for dealing with difficult people will train your brain to handle stress more effectively and decrease the likelihood of ill effects. Okay, so let's recap. First one I said, set limits. Number two, rise above. Three, stay away, aware of your emotions. Four, establish some fucking boundaries and enforce them. It's a two step process establish set establish and set and enforce okay that's what we're gonna do next don't die in the fight okay pick another day to fight build up your motherfucking uh uh keep training think about boxing you know uh pick another day to fight okay um don't focus on problems only solutions don't forget don't forget Never forget. You can forgive, but don't, don't you dare fucking forget. Squash negative self-talk. Get enough sleep. Lean on your support system, okay? So y'all can do this. I got faith in you. I know y'all can, all right? Go out there and be fucking great. Um, This is my time. You want to follow me on social media? Um, Instagram, Nikki's Thoughts, N-I-K-K-I-E-S-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Same thing with um, Facebook. I have a sisterhood page dedicated straight to sisterhood. Sisterhood, excuse me. I talk to y'all just like this. I, I say shit about these men, about getting our shit together, love, life, uh, motherhood, all of that. That is a tribe called sis. Instagram, at a tribe called sis. Website, www.atribecalledsis.com. My online store is Black Sauce Brand. You can find me Instagram at Black Sauce Brand. On my online store, www.blacksoftbrand.com. I got everything from sage and healing crystals to good dick glow hair and body oil and apparel and accessories. All right. I have a nonprofit just for my brothers and sisters where we reduce the stigma of mental health and our community and also foster and strengthen connections amongst black men, women, and children. That is www.ijustwantmypeopletoheal.org. You can catch us on Instagram at I Just Want My People to Heal. And that is the name of the nonprofit, I Just Want My People to Heal. You can actually go over there and donate. Um, proceeds go to our target population and also to this podcast that I fund solely by myself. So help us sister out. This is my time. I hope you all have a beautiful day. I hope you all have a beautiful week. I love you all. If no one has told you today that they are proud of you and that you dope, let me be the one. I'm proud of you. And you dope as shit. Now go out there and slay this fucking world and make you even more proud. That's my time.